I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcasts. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. And Taylor. Life in the fast lane. Surely make you lose your mind. Life in the fast lane. Yeah. Eager for action. And hop for the game. Slam through. Wow. And no J. No J. Jay is out of town, believe it or not. Guys, I have a Jay story from yesterday. I know where he is and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I called Justin, uh, our friend Justin, to talk about something. And guess who was in the background? By the way, Justin said, yeah, I'm in a pool in Arizona. And Jay <laughs> was right next to him. And I had no idea. Of course. Wow, sounds like so. Jay's in a pool in Arizona. Sounds pretty nice. Those sound nice. I like to be in a pool in Arizona. Hey, the Thunder play tonight. Hooray. It's Thunder Nuggets in OKC. It's a pretty big game. It's a pretty big, important game, and I'm. I'll tell you why. Why? The Thunder have a chance to win fifty games this season, and by my calculation, if they just beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They will finish with 48 wins. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> They'll finish with 48 right. wins. So that means that they're going to have to win two games they're not supposed to win. And so you'd preferably like to get one of those at home, right? And so any of these games. So let's go through some of these. Tell me if, tell me if I'm wrong in that I think that they sh- should not win the following games. Uh, Denver tonight. I don't think that they're they're not fit. they can't be favored, and they are not supposed to win this game. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, at Milwaukee, uh, not supposed to win. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Just stop me whenever you you hear one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clippers, Boston, Utah, uh, Denver again. At Miami, at Denver, at the Clippers, at the Lakers. At Utah, at Dallas. Hmm. At Dallas, I think is the one <clears throat> is one that you can say. No, I think that's a little bit more of a yeah of a uh, competition. And did you say Denver at home or both are? Or sorry, did you say Utah at home or both are at Utah? I was looking through here. Uh, oh, they're both at Utah. They're both at Utah, and also Yikes. and also at no no they're both at home. They're both at home. And then at Boston is another one. I don't know that yeah. I said that. No, I think, okay, so if we win tonight, which mm-hmm. we will because Thunder Nuggets, then I think we could take at one of those. Yeah, we could do it, man. And then they have to win all 15 of the games they're supposed to win. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. What's wrong? Yeah. The thing is, there's some, there's some back to backs that you never know. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to win, then it's like, oh, you never know, man. Yeah, it's like in OKC against the Clippers, and then fly to Detroit, and it's like they should kill Detroit, but it is on the second night of a back-to-back. Wow, and they, I can tell and you've they will, been drinking wine again. And they will likely not play Gallinari that night, or maybe even multiple guys that night. So, dude, there's so many back-to-backs coming up. What in the world? Yeah, they have Sacram. They have. At home against Sacramento, and then they fly to Milwaukee. I'm fine oh if they don't play anybody against Milwaukee. That's on national television. I get it. I don't care. Just let it be the Shea show. Let let Shea be the one to lose. Because they're going to lose. They'll lose that game in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's lost three games at home all season. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the only, let's see. Oh, also looking down here, they have at L.A. Clippers and at L.A. Lakers. Yeah. And that back-to-back that is in a single day again. They play at 2.30 p.m. and then they play at 8.30 p.m. that mm-hmm. night. It's a single day. <laughs> yep, single day back-to-back against the Clippers and the Lakers. I think they're not going to take either of those single day. They do get Saturday at 2.30 and then they stay in L.A. and then get Sunday at 8.30. That's, a, that's Too like, much time, isn't it, Luke? That's a pretty yeah. good back-to-back. Um, I, you know, I... There's a idle hands or the devils play things, isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, that right. There's a movie about that. I think that's right. Where where his hand murders people? It's called Idle yep. Hands. <laughs> it's a great movie. I think that's exactly what will happen when they're in Los Angeles. That's right. Too many too many fun places, man. But that Dallas game is kind of important. I mean, as close as the Thunder and the Mavs are in the standings, that could be one of those games at the end of the season where it's like okay well this game decides who's in sixth and who's in seventh whoa that's crazy because right now the thunder and the Mavs have the same record heading into this last stretch the nba schedule yeah mr nba they're pretty good at that (laughs) at like figuring out (laughs) and knowing that like that's going to be the case because it comes down to that for us a lot yeah, it's it, it has worked out for the schedule makers a lot. It is multiple dudes, by the way. I don't I don't believe not I don't just know. I don't know that. I cannot confirm. Okay. And there's no women involved, you know that for sure. Wow. Huh? <laughs> wow. Huh? I was looking I at Dallas's strength of schedule. So the Thunder have the thirteenth most difficult schedule the rest of the season. Dallas has the seventeenth most difficult mm. schedule. Dallas gets to play the Timberwolves three more times. Oh, lucky. <laughs> lucky. Lucky. We already fattened up on our Wolves games. Yeah. And so the Thunder, if they're going to lose their pick, they've got to... And look at this. Philadelphia has the second easiest schedule the rest of the season. So that's one of the teams the Thunder have to jump in order to lose their first-round pick. The other team's Miami Heat, and they have the 25th most difficult schedule in the league. And they did lose last night to the Hawks, which was kind of strange. But, but it's because uh is too old now for young Trey. For young Trey Young. Fifty. That's pretty cool. Uh that's be cool. So I j I think they'll probably keep their pick. I think it's more likely like I've I'm in the in the camp that they'll finish below fifty games. Where where are you guys at? 
Because I've got like, who is it? Alex thinks they'll win 50 games. Royce Young thinks they'll win 50 games. John Hand thinks they'll win 50 games. Where are you guys at? I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. Okay, I'm going to go 49 games so yeah. that they're still more accompli- accomplishing more this season than that Russ and PG and Mellow team. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. But not quite 50. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be right there. They will be. There's no doubt. But, Man, but I don't know. He, like, this is also a team that has won some pretty surprising games. Yeah, they have. Like, they catch good teams off guard. Yeah, and they've won most of the games that they should. Yeah. So, I mean, they could do it. I mean, I'm not saying that there's no chance of them doing it. I think they'll come close. But they do have some difficult games on the schedule and several back-to-backs that are pretty difficult. I'm trying to look at the Nuggets injury report to see who well, all Well, while you're looking tonight. at that, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Lay it on me, you bro. Mentioned, you mentioned Thunder Nuggets mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was just thinking, if Thunder Nuggets were like a type of chicken nugget, what restaurant would they be at? And also, what would they be like spicy? What kind of nuggets are I these? I know what they'd be. What are Thunder Nuggets? They, they would be at an elementary school cafeteria, and there would be chicken nuggets in the shape <laughs> of a uh, lightning bolt. Oh, that's good. You think McDonald's would do them, though? Thunder Nuggets. They don't ever change the shape of their nuggets, ever. But they could very easily mm. change the shape of their nuggets. I think that's how it is on the chicken. That's from the shapes. <laughs> they just pull it from the chicken and yeah. just fry it up. Fry it up. I think you that's know. how it works. Well, and also, they I, I didn't say Thunder McNuggets. I said Thunder Nuggets. Uh, McDonald's would never name them just Nuggets. And they would not be, and they would, and they're not spicy. They are, yeah. They are cafeteria Nuggets. No, yeah. McDonald's doesn't have spicy Nuggets, do they? No. They do not. Okay. I think like Fuddruckers would do it. <laughs> like you go to Fuddruckers and <laughs> do you have you been there? <laughs> no, uh, but you go to no. Fuddruckers. <laughs> Very familiar with their menu though, and I think they would have Thunder Nuggets on there. And I think Thunder Nuggets would be like a plate of like really spicy buffalo nuggets. What about, saucy. Buff- what about buffalo wild wings? You think they would? Throw down some Thunder Nuggets? Maybe. Uh, so Will Barton is day-to-day. He is questionable for tonight's game. Uh, uh, and Bull Bull is uh, is out with a foot injury, unfortunately. That changes everything. <laughs> Everybody else is available. Well, or the Nuggets. What do you think is happening tonight, Slam Through? I think this is going to be a tough one to get. I think that yeah. I think the Nuggets are really good, and Jokic always gets the best of Stephen Adams. But I am very interested to see this version of the Thunder play against them, a well-rested, Chris Paul-led Thunder team, because they don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll have to play. I don't. I'm just very interested. They'll have to play a lot of Tory Craig, which is Tory Craig has lit the Thunder up before, which is funny, but he's. He's just not he's not a great player. Shooting 31% from three, two attempts per game. He's just not a great player. How do you feel it's going to change the thunder that Chris Paul has rediscovered how to dunk? Man, Taylor, is there, is there something going on in your house? He's vacuuming. It's very loud. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I am sitting right next to uh, 
the, the water heater okay or the heater i think you just turned on is yeah. it like super loud right now uh-huh <laughs> wow must be pretty cold in my house that things work and uh over time <laughs> <laughs> what was the question Chris, how much better the Thunder is oh, yeah. now that Chris Paul has relearned how to dunk. Russ taught him. He hadn't dunked since 2016. Now Taylor's just flushing the toilet. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, that was pretty crazy. And not that it was, I mean, it wouldn't be unusual for a guy. <laughs> Sorry, guys, being quiet. <laughs> it's, not, it's not unusual for a guy that doesn't typically dunk to try to dunk it when they're all alone on a fast break. But he wasn't. He was throwing an alley-oop in traffic, and he finished it and then hung on the rim. It just almost didn't seem like it was real. I mean, he won't, when have it, you ever like seen to, Chris Paul dunk? I, I can't yeah. ever think of the time I've seen it, just because, you know, I haven't watched every Chris Paul game because he's never been... In Oklahoma City, at least not for, you know, 10 years or so. Yeah. Like, I don't think 2K would even let you dunk with Chris Paul in the video game. <laughs> I think that's true. That's a good point. I'm serious. I don't think I've even seen Chris Paul in the video game dunk. NBA Jam won't even let him dunk. <laughs> he just pulls up for those very high jumping jump shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. But it was cool. It was cool, like thunder moment that it was from russ to it him was. you know that was cool you guys see russ get thrown out of the game last night i did see that no he was what he do he was just pissed uh, two techs. yeah he got two technical fouls he the, the second one he elbowed a guy and then um and then they got in a verbal altercation he was talking smack to Andrew Wiggins, which I very much respect in every way. <laughs> the other thing he got kicked out when they were up by mm, forty points. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. It, did, it was the most wrestling ever. Like, not the game that you need to get two techs on when you're destroying Golden State. Yep. <laughs> it was wild. And I was like, I was watching. I was like, why is he Maybe so mad? He's so mad. He gets some aggression out, and he's like, "Well, this isn't going to hurt my team tonight. Let's just do it. I'm just going to bully Andrew Wiggins until they it, kick me out." I think it was that he had, you know, he he had the All Star weekend. He had had, you know, no time to, you know, play basketball, and so he was just at home being a dad, being nice, on best behavior. And he's got there, and he's like, "I'm going to be mean. I want to be mean to Andrew Wiggins." <laughs> Poor Andrew Wiggins. But it was wild. Uh, how do you guys feel about moving on to, to Twitter questions? I uh, feel pretty good about it. Got to find the button. Twitter questions! Mm. Our first Twitter question comes from at Electric Hoop. Who wants to know which team had the most disappointing season and what moves should it make during summer to improve? Yeah, who's It's got to be Portland. Yeah, Portland has had a very disappointing season. And it the, I just don't I don't know exactly what they're supposed to do in the off season. They got to get Nurkic back and healthy and get Whiteside out of there. I mean, what is does Hassan Whiteside get another contract? Yeah, I I mean, way smaller contracts. Yeah. But I, uh what Luke? I I saw Damian Lillard on the All-Star Weekend do his rap. Yeah. 
You liked it. No, I can. <laughs> I didn't think. I didn't think. I didn't think much of it. I thought. Oh, uh, I was watching it, and it's like, oh, he's missed his cue. He missed the point where he was supposed to start rapping, and he's just going to stand here for the entire performance. Like he's too nervous. <laughs> and I thought it was. I thought it was bad. Yeah. Anyone else, Taylor? Did you watch that? Yeah, um, I thought it was still better than. No, it wasn't actually. Like the Kobe and Shaq rapping were better performers than Damian Lillard. Yeah, Damian Lillard, I think, is the better rapper, and he's. I've listened to his songs before, and he's legitimately good at rapping, and smart lyric, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But not a good performer out there, man. Like, where's that killer instinct, Dame? Dame Dalla? More like Dame uh, just st- stay on the court and be a baller because you don't got nothing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think Portland is definitely. I mean, they're six games <laughs> below 500 right now. And, like, I thought about San Antonio, too, but we didn't have the expectations for San Antonio that mm. we did for Portland this year. No, Portland was in the Western Conference Finals. That is wild, dude. I feel like they should be getting pooped on a little bit more than we do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we should make it a point to dump on Portland every week <laughs> okay. until they're better. We can do that. Uh, Sacramento Kings are kind of disappointing, but they're also still the Kings. Uh, Minnesota, they're 16-37. and 37. I mean, that's disappointing. I, if I'm their fan base... That is wildly disappointing. I'm not, I mean, I just would like for them to sniff 500, right? I mean, is it, do you even recognize disappointment when it is just your life? <laughs> I don't know. If everything is just within disappointment, do you, can you even see it? Can you even feel it anymore? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, Philadelphia, another disappointing team. They're 9 and 19 on the road. This has been, this stat has been thrown out all over the place, but it's disappointing. And you do feel like they'll have to do something this summer. Let's say they don't, let's say they don't even get to the East finals. They'll have to do something. I don't know if it's with Simmons or Embiid. I think they definitely would like to do something without Horford. I mean, clearly they have benched him and he's not playing well. I think they would like to do something about Horford. It would not shock me if the Thunder got involved in some kind of Al Horford type of deal or the Thunder received some kind of compensation back for him. And that could be like a Gallinari sign-and-trade destination. We talked about Gallinari as a guy uh, for them as a trade candidate, but that could be a Gallinari sign-and-trade destination for him where the Thunder receive Horford back and something. I love the idea of you know, Russ and PG leave last year and are like, okay, we're just going to have a bunch of young guys and tank. It'd be bad. And I love the thought of it just turning into like, it's the, it's the Mecca for all of old good NBA players. <laughs> and like, we can't get rid of Chris Paul and he's just here for four years with <laughs> Al Horford. And <laughs> they just start taking all of these old players with big contracts thinking about, oh yeah, this is for the future. This is for the future. Next thing you know, we're just a senior citizens center. There's just the old team in the league. We're just the Florida of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be exactly. Great. And they all come here. They st- all start eating only plants and uh, play great basketball. <laughs> I watched and a dunk. 
I just watched a dunk compilation of Chris Paul. Most are on fast break. Most are one handed. Were they so. with the Clippers? Mm-hmm. Oh, they were. See, I would just expect them to be all from when he was on the uh, Hornets. He had 11 dunks, I believe, in his rookie season. Wow, that's which, a lot. Which feels like a lot. That's a lot. Feels like a lot. <clears throat> all right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at TopGamer77. Who wants to know, do you think Ferguson's... What do you think Ferguson's ceiling is? And do you think OKC trades him if a good offer comes? I mean, there is no doubt that they would trade him if somebody offered something good for him. Uh, Will somebody offer something good for him? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. His ceiling is, to me at this point, it's... Three, it's a he's a three and D player, and right now he's just a D player. Is that like an A through F scoring? Yeah, <laughs> both yes and only defense because oh no. his his offensive game is just completely invisible. And so, I I mean, speaking of dunks, how many dunks does Terrence Ferguson have on the season? Oh man, have we talked about? I think it's. We've talked about this before, but I think it's, it's still just uh, astonishing. Four? Six? I'd say three. Three is right. He's had, <laughs> he has three dunks. Dennis Schroeder has three dunks. Yeah. Ab- Abdul Nader has double the amount of dunks. Who's our, who's our dunk leader? Who do you think our dunk leader is? <laughs> who's our dunk leader? Um, let me think. <laughs> Take me to your dunk leader. Take me to your dunk leader. I think our... It's by a mile, too. It's so obvious, I think Steven Adams. It's not. Tayshawn? What? It's it's so obvious. Who is it? It's so obvious (laughs) that it's (laughs) Baisley. No. Baisley has 20 dunks on the season. So obvious that it's Gallinari. Fifth. Gallinari (laughs) has 23 dunks. He's third. Oh, wow. Tied with Hami. Wait, what? Hami has 23 dunks? <clears throat> yes. Holy crap. How many? I thought he was out for like 40 games. He was. He just dunks. But Shea. It's not Shea. Shea has 17 dunks. Well, who is it? <laughs> Nerlens Noel leads the, leads the team in dunks. 91 dunks. Wow. Yep. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. Man. Think about him. I mean, like he's he'll yeah, get like three or four so lobs sense. in a game. I thought it was going to be Steve. Where, yeah, and Steve has Steve 59. Oh, my God. Neural. <laughs> Neural gets up. Neural can hoop. Yeah, Neural is averaging like over two dunks per game. <laughs> the man is a hooper. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, Terrence Ferguson's value, extremely low. Will somebody offer something good for him? Probably not. And he can be, he can shoot it. Terrence can shoot it. I think he's going to be given a chance in the, in the next 32 games. He's going to be given a chance. Will he, will he step up? I don't know. But he's going to be given a chance. He did get a new tattoo. Oh, of a what? I don't know. I just saw him on Instagram getting a tattoo on okay, his back. Cool. cool. So. 
probably a 23rd Street body piercing. <laughs> it's the only place I know it's a tattoo shop. Probably so. Um, our next Twitter question comes from at Justin L. Church. Who wants to know, do you think a season like this gives Billy more attention for coach of the year? I mean, you'd think so. Taylor, your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, we got to take these things one step at a time, y'all. First, like last year, no one even thought Billy was a good coach in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Like our fans didn't. Our, some of our fans still think he's a bad coach this year for some reason. But everyone hated Billy last year. And this year, at least everyone's just giving him the recognition that, hey, maybe he's a good coach. Maybe there's a reason that like he won so much at Florida. Mm-hmm. Besides besides having more money to play the good to pay the good players to come to his team. And so now we're just uh, let's just take it one step at a time. We're recognizing that he's a good coach. Next year he wins. I mean unless they're tanking, then it will be. Next year, very tough. he wins. Very tough. Uh so did you guys hear the uh dinner shooter quotes from yesterday? Uh nope. Should you I, didn't send them to us. Should should I read them to you? <laughs> yes, read yes. Them. Do you guys enjoy the thunder? My third yes. question. Yes, okay. I love it. Okay. Uh, so he was asked a question about if they enjoy playing with each other. Oh, I did see this. Defying expectations. So he oh, said, me too. I yeah, did yeah, see yeah. this. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Luke saw it. Luke likes the thunder. Uh, I did too. I saw it. <laughs> he said, that's another credit we've got to give to Billy. I've never seen three elite point guards being on the same team having that much joy coming out and playing for each other than all the weapons we have on this team to bring that on the same page and everybody playing like we're playing is unbelievable. We've got to keep getting better every day and it's going to be a problem for the opposition. And then he was asked about how in exit interviews, he was saying that Billy Donovan's a player's coach and for some players that works and for other players that may not work. And then, is this a group more able to follow Billy Donovan's philosophy of coaching? And so, and then Dennis does this thing that we've all done all season, where we have to talk about how good Russell is before we say anything about Russell that may be perceived as bad. (laughs) And so, Dennis finds himself in the exact same predicament, and it's hilarious. Here it is. Russell's my guy. But Russell is Russell Westbrook. That might be my favorite (laughs) quote ever. (laughs) Russell's my guy, but Russell is Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Never thought about it like that before, but it is true. It's true. And so, and then here he goes. He earns everything he's done in the NBA. He's a hell of a player. He's a hell of a player. Uh, PG (laughs) is the same. But I think this year, and this is where he gives, and then you have the butt. Like you can circle the butt. (laughs) <laughs> but I think this year with Chris Paul, he talks a lot as well. He talks with the coach, being in touch with him. I think it's just a different vibe when we that we have in the locker room. It works. Last year, I think we could have took it further than we did, but Portland had a hell of a series. This year, we're on the same page, and that's a credit to Billy, putting us where we need to go. And Shay, Chris, myself, we're sacrificing to get to this point as well. I've seen a lot in this league. Normally, that never works out. Credit to them, myself, and all the players. Gallinari, he's a hell of a player. Steve-O, everybody, sac- everybody sacrifice so that we're the sixth seed in the West. 
So he's done. It's just funny to see a Thunder player that was on that's been on both teams do the exact same thing that we've all done all season. We <laughs> love Russell. He's done so much for us. He won the MVP. What would we have done without him? But I mean, it's just this. It's the exact same thing, and it's it's very very funny. I also really like in that quote that he does give credit to himself. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he goes, you know, you've got to give credit to credit you know, to them. Credit, credit to, to myself. Also credit to me. Hey, and also he deserves a ton. He does deserve a ton of credit. I'm glad that he recognizes that. Yeah, because he does deserve. That was a really good. That's a really really good uh, quote. I really really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> Russell's and, um, my guy, but Russell is Russell Westbrook. It says so much, and when he says that, everyone understands what he's saying. Yeah, we all we're all yeah. speaking the same language without saying the truth, but we are saying the truth. Exactly. And all, do you think that uh, Russell is Dennis Schroeder's Dennis Schroeder's favorite player still? I don't know. That's it. You got to ask him. It surely doesn't. You got to be the one to ask him. It surely doesn't seem like it. I mean, because all he talked about Chris Paul was that he talks to the coach and is in touch with him. <laughs> it's not like you say these players say so much. Like Nader kind of Nader definitely did the same thing when you talk to them on the podcast. Yeah, all of these players are saying so much by just saying Russell's the best. He did this. Also this year, Chris Paul is great. He's doing this. Yeah. It's, and it's just comparing them and you're like, okay, I get what you're saying. But it's something as simple as he is in touch with the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just funny. It's oh, just really, man. Which is really pretty wild. All that to yeah. say, Billy does deserve a ton of credit for what he's done this season. I think it's going to be tough to get coach of the year. I think that Nick Nurse has got that pretty much locked up. Yeah, um, but I think that he'll be he'll be at the table. He'll be in the conversation. Hey guys, let's wow. move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Will, who says, although it is likely he returns to New Orleans, would you be opposed to the Thunder making a run at Brandon Ingram this offseason? He is a restricted free agent who is going to command a max, but he would solve our problems at the shooting forward position greatly. Shooting forward. Shooting forward. <laughs> Small forward. Small forward position greatly. Sorry. <laughs> it just says SF, so <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a Luke error, not a Will Schoff error. Uh, blame Will Schoff. I don't, they're not going to have the cap space. I mean, they could generate the cap space, I suppose, uh, by trading players into cap space, but they're not going to have it to offer a max. Brandon Ingram is super interesting as a guy, but I mean, the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans are going to have to either max him on July 1st or wait for somebody else to do it and then match it, right? Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ingram's also one of those guys that you recognize is very good, but I just don't... He would have been very good earlier if he was going to be that it guy for your team. Yeah. I think he's like a number two guy, mm-hmm. you know. I think he's a Paul. He could be like a Paul George guy for a team, mm-hmm. especially you know when he gets deeper into his prime and gets a little old because he's still very young, isn't he? Oh yeah, he was super young when he came into the league. So and and it makes sense that this is when everything's starting to click for him. But 
I don't know. If I'm the Thunder, I don't, you know, you said they don't even have the cap room and they can move stuff around and make it work, maybe. But is that a guy you do all that work for? I don't think so. He's 22. He's too old. Uh, let's see if you guys can guess any of his nicknames. Oh, God. B.I. I just see people call him B.I. Nope. Uh, Slenderman is one. <laughs> okay. Tiny Dog. Oh, of course. How about Skinny Mini? Uh, and also Humble Beast. Humble Beast? That's it. Those are his three nicknames, according to Basketball Reference. I prefer to call him Humble Beast. I don't. I think Humble Beast is going to get the max. I prefer to call him Bumblebee. <laughs> Tiny Dog is getting the max. I like. I like. I personally like Slender Man. <laughs> Slender Man is getting the max because you know, because you know those. There were those. This is kind of a tangent, but related. Uh, those two like teenage girls that killed their friend because they said that Slender Man told them to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to think that it was Brandon Ingram that told him to do it. <laughs> like Slenderman told us to do it. They were talking about Brandon Ingram. Who's that guy? That guy in the All-Star game. Wait, wild. okay, so that story that you brought up again, Luke. Uh-huh. Did they say, like, Slenderman in real life or Slenderman through the video game? Slenderman through in the real, computer game. In real life. Slenderman, the real, the real apparition man, told Slenderman told him to do what it. What is Slenderman from? It's an internet, like, it's like an internet spooky story. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's not a video game. I don't think it was a, a game. I don't know if it was a game, but it Taylor's was... saying it's a game. But it was a spooky internet story first. Yeah. And it's real, and he tells uh, young, young women to murder. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. You better stop, OG. <laughs> it comes from... <laughs> at... The top five pod. Who wants to know, would you do a trade for at Joel Embiid this summer? Joel. If so, <laughs> what are we giving up? Yep, I'm <sighs> trading for Joel. Uh, I'm not trading for Joel, man. You're not trading for Joel, man? No, I'm not doing it. It's kind of a scary or trade. am I, actually? <laughs> I don't know, are you? <laughs> It's very scary. No, I went over it. No, I'm not doing it. It is scary. Because at any moment, he could be out for the rest of the year. That's what I feel about him. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to have to put your whole future at risk, right? Not through, I mean, the Thunder are in a place where they don't have to put their whole future. You know? If they're just in big-time big, big time tank mode, that's, it's almost good. I mean, so he's got three years after this. Treat them the expiring contract of Steven Adams. Well, no, no, no. You, I mean, who do they want? Who do they want off the thunder to make them say, yes, we will trade Joel Embiid for that? I mean, that's what, that's what it really comes down to. Is what, what are they looking at and saying, yes, that's what we want? Hmm. I just don't know. I mean, the Thunder aren't going to trade Shea. That's not going to happen. I don't think the Sixers are just so excited to trade for Darius Baisley. So like, I think you want young talent back, but then like, yeah, we've got two guys. Yeah. 
And well, like you can have Darius Baisley in a trade like that, and the Sixers are like, we could have taken him in the draft last year. Why do? What are? What are we doing here? So I, I mean, let's, I mean, there's not a good trade route for getting Joel, Joel here. Yeah, and what are you going to offer a bunch of picks? Do they want picks? The Sixers wanting picks? I think they want to win. And if you want to win, you just keep Joel Embiid. I think you're right. I think you just find ways to put more shooting around Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons before you trade him to Oklahoma City. Absolutely, Andrew. (laughs) I don't know if maybe that's like a Chris Paul deal where it's like, okay, we would like to have Chris Paul. But then you have to add, I mean, they're $10 million away. So who are you going to add into that trade? Because they don't have a like, the, they don't have a bunch of guys that make around that. And that's kind of interesting too, because if they trade Joel Embiid, then they're saying, "Okay, we're going to ride with Ben Simmons." I think Ben's. I mean, it's very clear that Chris Paul can play alongside other prominent point guards, ball handlers. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting. It's pretty like interesting. Ben Simmons and Chris Paul next to each other is pretty interesting. I mean, Chris Paul, Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Al Horford, Tobias Harris. Like that's pretty. It is just as a thought. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, and I even like the idea of you know what I I, I can't name a shooter, but like don't even put Horford on the court and play Ben Simmons as a defensive center. Frickin' Corkmaz. Oh yeah, okay. Frickin' Corkmaz. That just got way more interesting. Mm-hmm. With Ben Simmons as a defensive center, and then maybe bringing the ball up. Or Chris Paul, you know that's that. There's something. There's something there. There's something there, certainly. Chris Paul has been that good. I mean, he's he yeah. has been that good this season. When he closed the All Star game, it, it's not it's not a crazy thought to think. Yeah, he's one of the ten best players right now. Wow! Can you believe wow. that, dude? I mean, the Rockets are so annoying. They almost ruined Chris Paul's career. SMH. <laughs> they really did. The main, I mean, he he could have been had. I mean, for not. I mean, I think they would have preferred to trade him. I mean, maybe not, but they gave up a lot to get rid of him and to get Russell Westbrook. They gave up a lot. It's pretty wild to think about. Hey, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Clamp God Dre, who wants to know what is Andrew's top ten known losers list. Okay, I've got a top five known losers. Known losers. Top five known losers. <laughs> Number five. These guys effing suck, yeah. <laughs> Number five, Jabari Parker. Known loser. Known. Tell me if I'm wrong. These are all off the top of, of, of my head. So I feel oh, wow. like. Oh, you think about these known losers a lot. Well, if they're a known loser. You, you can't know. go find statistical data on known losers. They're just known losers. You know, you know they are a loser. Yeah, you just know. Uh, number two, Alfred Payton, known loser. Uh, my computer uh, autocorrected to Elridge Payton. By the way, uh, that's how much of a loser he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next, Julius Randle, known loser. Never won anything. Uh, number number two on the known losers list, Alex Len. Literally the most known, lo- one of the most known losers. 
And your number one. And the number one. Most known loser. Most known loser is <laughs> T.J. Warren. Known loser. I don't care what's <laughs> happening in, in, in Indiana. They're having to cover his butt because that dude is, in, is a loser. <laughs> yeah, that's... I like that a lot. There's a lot of animosity. Yep, that's right. my top five known losers. All right. There's two Knicks in that top five, mm-hmm. and they both play a lot for the Knicks. <laughs> and there's one player that obviously shouldn't be there, hmm. and it's Julius Randle. The man has had an unlucky career so far. At what point? With teams he's played with. At what with. point do you stop being unlucky and it's like, wait a second, I'm a loser? Losing follows him wherever he goes. That's when he's on a good team, that's all I know. And that team starts to lose. Like if if Julius Randle went to Portland this year, you'd be like, oh, okay, now I see. Mm-hmm. Now I see that Julius Randle is a known loser. But I think it's unfair to call him a known loser until he's been on a good team. T.J. Warren, known loser. He's on a good team, and he's and he's been good this year, but obviously he's still a loser. Yeah, I would argue that. Uh, if Julius Randle gets on a winning team, it has nothing to do with him. Huh. <laughs> but losing has everything to do with him? Yeah, man. He is, I mean, he's just putting up stats. I mean, he's just getting some stats. Yeah. He's a stats grabber. Okay. I think he's trying his hardest to get the Knicks to win, and there's just too many known losers on the team. R.J. Barrett being, quickly being a known loser. One of the quickest rise to no loser fame in <laughs> NBA history. Yeah. He'll be he'll be on next year's list. I gotta see a little bit more losing from him. <laughs> I've seen enough losing from from Julius Randle to know. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at O underscore God. Who wants us to rank these cookies <coughs> from best cookie to worst cookie? He's given us four cookies. <laughs> Oreo cookies. <laughs> Chips Ahoy Chunky cookies. Mm-hmm. Famous Anus Chocolate Chip cookies. And Keebler Fudge Stripes cookies. Okay. If you had all these in front of you, which one are you going for first? Oreos. I'm going for Chips Ahoy Chunky. Chips Ahoy Chunky. Are Is there a different serious? version of Chips, of Chips Ahoy that you would prefer more than the Chunky? Yes. Chips Ahoy Soft. Yeah. I, I like Chips Ahoy Soft. I used to be a huge fan. I think I ate, honestly, too, too many. many. Yeah. And I'm, I'm now completely out. It's because I, I would dunk them in milk. And if you thought they were soft before, <laughs> once they got in milk, I mean, they, they, you hardly had to chew them. They were that good. And yes, I think I had too many too. So now I really don't have them anymore. Yeah. Are you 94 and don't have teeth? (laughs) Why are you doing that? And now it was good. And now I've moved the other way in that I don't want any Chips Holy Soft. So now I go chunky. Okay. I've matured. I've matured. Uh, I'm going Famous Amos. Number one. You're you're grabbing the anus. Yeah, I am. (laughs) They're, They're very good little cookies. Are they not? At the one spot, though, the man. one spot? I don't know. Like, are you going to the grocery store and choosing Famous Amos cookies over Oreos? Maybe, no, you're not. Maybe in, not in that setting, but maybe in a vending machine setting, yes. 
Well, I agree. Famous Amos is a vending machine cookie. Yeah. There is the only uh, memories and experience I have with Famous Anus is at school, second block, I'm hungry, snack time. Yeah. Hey, guys, we just have to talk about this. Is that the worst, cook- the worst cookie of this is Keebler Fudge Stripes? Yeah. Bad. Yeah, that's a it's it's the last spot. So I've got Famous Amos, Oreo, Chips Ahoy, Keebler. See, I go Chips Ahoy, Oreo, Famous Amos. You're flip flopping the famous. I'm flip flopping Amos. Okay. Um, because <laughs> Oreos are good. Oreos are no Oreos one, no, are good. No matter what you like, you're gonna like Oreos number two. And it's it's the perfect number two cookie. It really is. It's not actually. I'm going Rios, Anus, Hoy, Keebs. <laughs> Okay, your number one spot is Oreos. If I could pick yeah, Oreo Rios. Thins, I'm going Oreos number one. You can, you can. He doesn't specify. Okay, the only no, one he, that specifies yes, he does. is he, he says Oreos, not Oreo Thins. If like, I can he, choose Oreo Thins, I'm just saying, if I could, I'm switching. Yeah. Quick. Here's the thing. Oreo, good. However, Oreo good. every variation on Oreos is better. Oreo Thins, better. They're Oreo better. Double Stuffed, better. Oreo... Um, golden Oreo, better. I don't know that I've had a golden Oreo. They're fantastic because it's they cause it's, are good because it's uh it's like vanilla vanilla um cookie yeah chocolate fill oh good interesting uh, every very but but the reason Oreo thin is not on the list because he specified Chips Ahoy chunky and he didn't specify Oreo yeah. thins. Sticking with the famous, smart. So we're all different cookies. We all guess what? If they had all four, we'd all be happy. That's but true. I'll say this. That's true. <laughs> the two things, Oreos and anus, mm-hmm. both got a lot of, uh, both got equal respect here. Both- no one's disrespecting those two cookies here. No. They don't deserve no. any disrespect. But we're all disrespecting. Keefler Fudge Stripes? Whoa, watch your mouth. They're pretty good. I've not had one. I, I've I not, don't think. I've Never? I don't think so. Wow. It's because there's always other cookie options. Always, and then we'll do, like you know, I always grab those. But you know what? You know what the best they Keebler, are good. You know what the best Keebler these, cookie you, is? You haven't had these. Let me see. You've never had these. No. Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I guess, and it was uneventful. If I've had it, it's a good cookie. Yeah. Here, yeah. the best because you know what the best Keebler cookie is. Keebler E L Fudge. Yeah, the E L Fudge is E L Fudge is yeah awesome. What a stupid cookie name, though. Hey, Elf Fudge? You know, it spells yeah. Elf. Elf Udge. Oh. Uh, yeah. I never read it that way. It's good. Okay, it's, that makes more it's sense. It's an Elf Witch. And each one is a different Elf, shaped like a different <laughs> Elf Man. I, we used to get down to some E.L. Fudge. In, yeah. in college. <laughs> it was good because it, it was best in college, like when you're a freshman in college and it's like, I get to go to Walmart and I get to buy whatever I want. <laughs> and it's just like, so and you just true. walk in there and you're well, walk down the cookie aisle. And you're like, it's cookie time. Time to buy the cookies. My mom would never let me buy. And that's when I was like, E L fudge all the time. Hey, shouts to my mom who bought E L fudge on the reg, man. We didn't have, dude, that. you were a Keebler household. We had some keeps. Yeah. E L fudge. I, that's why I like that's that's why I liked your house. You had the El Fudge. <laughs> I mean, no, so rare in the households to see El Fudge, but that was the best part about freshman year. It's like I get to eat whatever I want. Yep. Like, time for some cookies. That's like, why everybody gets fat. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and then you immediately gained fifteen pounds. It's crazy. All right, guys. Let's Dude, move. I Taco Bueno like 
uh, so much my freshman year. Uh-huh. So much. Uh-huh. Multiple times. I also remember going to Waffle House at like 1 a.m. and then eating, bringing back, getting to go a chocolate chip waffle, two of them, and eating them at like 1 a.m. and then going yeah. to bed. Taylor, what? That's t- not happening. Fourth meal. Taylor, what did your poundage go from about uh, senior year of high school to end of uh, freshman year of college? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't gain weight until about until drinking age. To be honest with you, drinking age was uh, which was like sophomore year sophomore junior year of college mm-hmm. and then i bumped up a couple lbs but um two? i mean i was no alphage payton two, or anything two pounds wow yeah. well uh, congrats man it's because just you a couple it's because you didn't discover el fudge yeah i gotta get yeah oh yeah i was big into uh uh the oatmeal cream pies <laughs> my, my kids are very much into them. they're so good they pair so well with a dr pepper oh Oh, God. <laughs> they really do. That they really do. Nasty. It's not nasty. It's good. Dude, your sweat would be would smell so weird. Dude, You'd I'm, have the weirdest smelling body odor if all you ate was that. Was I'm that. telling you. Fresh and air. I ate a lot of those. Um, I bet you smelled weird. They well, smelled like uh, <laughs> oatmeal and sugar, and sugar and cream. Well, if I did, no one ever told me, so I don't know. But uh, at least, yeah. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. Enough cookie okay. talk. Enough wait, cookie wait, wait. talk. Wait, one more fact. <coughs> Did you know that um, uh, foreigners, people not from this country, think that we smell like milk? M- really? Yes. Is that is Now, that not true? people from Europe. What does milk smell like? I think that white people smell like milk. <laughs> Cause that's a racist, honestly. <laughs> no, my thinking is milk smells <laughs> because milk smells bad, right? I don't know. Um, not fresh milk. Fresh milk just smells milky. <laughs> it doesn't smell like much. So do they? Do they say? Okay, here's the difference. Do they say they white people smell like fresh milk, or do they say white people smell like old milk? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's weird either way. And I, I imagine that we smell like um, How? like the powdered milk. Here's a question. You know, like that <laughs> Here's a question. Here's a question. How do you know this? Um, I was told it <laughs> from a foreign person. I was told. He just looked at you and goes, you smell like milk. <laughs> yeah, he spoke like that too. Oh, great. Like maybe, it's just you, maybe it's just you and you just interpreted that as all white people. Like um, milk. Okay, th- this is also uh, it's actually two people too. Kate had a foreign exchange student that lived with her for a year when she was in high school, and this student was from Thailand, and she said that all of our houses smell like milk and bread. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we smell like milk and white bread. <laughs> did these did these for did these foreign people, which do they did they know each other? No. I think that this is something that we are just not aware of. Wow. Smell my house. I smell nothing. That's because you're used to smelling used like to milk, dude. You smell like milk, too. So oh, do I. No. We all smell like milk. That's wild. We can't smell each other. Um, <laughs> this, is, this conversation about ranking cookies has gone in wild directions. Uh, all right. Let's move on to our next Twitter question question it 
goes from at thunder underscore bus underscore pod who wants to know what is the plan if we don't find a trade for cp3 in the off season our floor with him next season is too high to tank for a good pick yeah i mean if they cannot find a trade for him this summer they will keep him and they will likely have a similar season to this one next year here's the thing If we win mm-hmm. the, it, championship? the championship, <laughs> you got to run it. You got to run it back. You got to run it back. You got to run it back. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think they're afraid to quote unquote run it back. Uh, there'll be a more n- natural progression toward bottoming out after that because Steven Adams is expiring. Dennis Schroeder's expiring. Um, I mean, if you look at all the numbers, you remove Dennis Schroeder and Chris Paul from this team, they're bad. Straight up. They're not a good team. And, I mean, it takes it only takes one. So if you just have one team that's interested in Chris Paul, which Chris Paul has had such a good season. He's been so helpful. I mean, he raises the floor of your team immediately. And so to me, if you're a team in the Eastern Conference, where you look at the Eastern Conference standings, there's six good teams. The Nets, we think we'll get back Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant next year, so maybe there's seven good teams. Eighth seed is up for grabs. Like If you're Orlando and you could get Chris Paul, how much better is Orlando with Chris Paul? I mean, way better. Significantly I mean, better. How much better? I mean, if Chicago could get him, they'd be so much better than they are. But Chris Paul's not going to. Uh, and uh, after what, how Chris Paul has treated the Thunder, I don't think they're going to do that to him. I think they will take a good deal. Really? I mean, why wouldn't? I mean, why wouldn't you? Because they're stand-up guys. As Oklahomans, we don't we don't treat people that way. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think Sam's a real snaky bastard. <laughs> I I don't know. I I think they can. I think it's it just takes one. It just takes one team saying, "Okay, we'll take we'll take Chris." Um, and he's helped been so helpful to this franchise, to this team, and transitioning to the next phase of whatever they're going to be, then I think another team could say, okay, we want that. Whatever the Thunder had this past season, we want that. Let's see if we can recreate that here. Because he, he helped turn a team that felt like a fringe at best playoff team, at very best fringe playoff team, into a team that is firmly in the Western Conference playoffs and is rising and that you wouldn't be shocked if they got to the 4-5 seed, which I don't. I would prefer them not to be there, but it, it's still not impossible that they get there, which is wild, which is exactly where they were last year. Mm-hmm. It's exactly where they were last year. It's crazy. Does the consummate professional always get screwed in the end? Like we're talking about Chris Paul going to like Orlando and he'd make Orlando so much better. Yeah. And 
you know, Orlando would love to have Chris Paul, but they would love to have Chris Paul based on how much of a professional he's been in OKC, not complaining, not whining and working really hard. And it just kind of sucks for Chris Paul in the end. Chris Paul's like making... you act this way, but he doesn't, he doesn't like get to a better team. He actually goes to a worse team. Yeah, he's, a got worse two, situation. he's got two years after this. He'll play in the league for a long time. I believe that. I believe he'll play in the league for probably five more years. He's going to go to wherever he wants after that. He's also making fat stacks he is. of cash. <laughs> and the respect that he's, I mean, all the goodwill that he had lost, he's gained it all back. Yeah. With this team. So, I don't know. I don't know what Sam's going to be able to do. I also don't doubt Sam Presti's ability to find a good deal. Uh, so, I, th- I mean, we say, and, and I know you were joking, but that Chris Paul, or that Russell Westbrook, the Thunder did him a favor by sending him to Houston. I don't think that there was a lot else out there. I don't think that there were a ton of teams falling all over themselves to get Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I don't think that that was a thing. And so to say like, man, Sam, like really, it just, it just happened to look like Sam did him a great favor. And that's my guess is that it just happened to look like that when really that was the best deal. You get Chris Paul, you get two future first round picks, you get two future pick swaps. Yeah. That's a freaking great deal for Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook. That's a great, great deal. At the time, we didn't realize it because Chris Paul, everybody had just downgraded everything about him. His personality, his leadership, his skill level. You know, he's washed up. He's this, he's that. Okay. Including us, by the way. Let's not be Are Rockets we, fans oh, about yeah. it. We may have like, been leading the pack. Yeah. On the Chris Paul hate. Yeah. Just want to make sure we're never stooping to Rockets level fandom. Yeah. Okay. That's a good call. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, guys, <laughs> let's move on to the next Twitter question. It comes from at Ben Vance, who wants to know if you could change the rules of basketball, like in the All-Star game, what would you do to make the game more enjoyable? Um, so I really like the coaches Challenge this year. Yeah. I think it's great. But what I really like about it is the risk that's involved. So you know, if they lose, then they lose the timeout. And if you win, then not only does the call get reversed your way, but you keep your timeout. So you lose a lot, but you gain a lot more too. Like it's, it, it swings heavy both ways. So it's just more things like that, where you can be punished mm-hmm. <laughs> more punishments, I think make things much more fun. I, I have my answer 10 feet above the regular hoop is another hoop. <laughs> Like in MTV's Rock and Jock Basketball. And the points for that hoop are doubled. Wow. So if you make it, you know, a three-pointer, guess what? Six. If you make a two-pointer, four. And then in the fourth quarter, we add a third hoop. Triple points. (laughs) (laughs) That is my dream. Uh, I like the idea, and I think this is more even prevalent now, that people want to play small is the like it's the Olympic or Euroleague rule with the um, goaltending, 
where you can just swat a shot that's off of the rim or off of the backboard, and it's just gone. Like you can just erase those, and it's not goaltending. Or you can grab a ball that is like on the rim, like going in, and you can grab it and throw it in, and that's not called goaltending. So I would change the goaltending rules because I think it ends up favoring big guys and adds more value to guys like Steven Adams or Rudy Gobert, uh, Clint Capella, guys like that. Gain more value there. Cause I Beaumont think, would be the best center in the league. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I, to me, I think that they need to find a way to have these guys gain a little bit more value while they're on the court because it's, it's trending toward more skill – and if you're just a big guy, there's really the place for you is getting smaller. And so to me, I think that would that would kind of help balance that back out a little bit. And I think it would be really entertaining because um, there's nothing there's nothing less entertaining than having to go watch a replay to see, is that a goal 10? I don't know. Like it ends up taking up time within the game. Like, who cares? Like if you can get up there and make the play, make the play. Yeah. And it's it's being nice to tall uh, athletes too, because if they don't, the Rockets are very slowly trying to take uh, opportunity away from large people mm-hmm. internationally, and think and I just think it's really um, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of really tall people that are athletes that end up you know being poor homeless people because they're not wanted in the only sport that can accept people like that anymore mm-hmm. yeah I, I just drive around and all i see is super tall homeless yeah <laughs> uh, it's, it's sad it is and they're just dunking and <laughs> trash cans dunking you're like wow yeah. uh, the rockets did this <laughs> daryl morey caused a homeless problem <laughs> wow yeah so like the official fiba rule is that once the ball strikes the rim any player can can touch the ball swat it away tap it in whatever and then the NBA rule is that there's an imaginary cylinder that exists. Oh, that you, no. You know, oh, no. like which one makes more sense? In the Space Jam video game, you could turn off goaltending mm-hmm. altogether. And you could just grab it out of the you air. just grab it. Wiley, Wiley E. Coyote was <laughs> unbeatable. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, whoever made the cylinder rule, it's, it's it just sounds really lame it sounds to like, read it. It sounds like the person was high when they made it. It's like imagine there's an imaginary cylinder. An imaginary cylinder exists that has the basket as its base, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" Whoa. Touching the ball while any part of the cylinder is a violation. Whoa! <laughs> hey guys, are you miffed and are you pivved? Miffed, 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 and peeved. Hey guys, are you miffed and are you peeved? Andrew, it's just so cold. It's so cold. I was very miffed about it being so cold. You guys haven't been outside yet, and you don't look at me or talk to me like that because you haven't had to be outside. That's why I put on so many layers because you told me how cold it was. It's so cold. I'm 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 grateful and blessed. I'm GMB, my friend. Yeah. My sink in my bathroom stopped up. Stopped up. Water piling up. Oh no. It's called the plumber. He he uh, fished something out of there that he has not shown me yet. I want to see. But, uh, you know, snaked it, snaked it, yeah. and now guess what? Draining. 
wow. fine, like new, wow. like new, unimpeded water drainage. See, that's nice. Wait, Luke, did you call a plumber before you tried Drano and stuff? No, or I did tried, you try all that? I tried Drano, and guess what? Made Nothing. no difference. Nothing. And I want to see. Because what he, what he pulled up out of there, a lot of that was part of my body. <laughs> Dude, like, no, all of it was part of your body. I got a roommate, so a little bit of part of his body. <laughs> but it's, it's... Has Drano ever helped anybody? Yes. Question. I use Drano a lot. My you're, bathtub. You're not supposed to use it. You should call a plumber because it is bad for your pipes. I don't care. This is my rental house. <laughs> okay. Well, one. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't my shit. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>